This is Saturday morning's must-listen formula. Set to go. Ready. Racing. The best minds in the business are ready to have their say. This is the Melbourne Racing Panel. Great to have Mark Hunter, Harry White and Jamie Rogers from the tab join us for this hour looking at the meeting at the Valley. Jamie Rogers will also give us the, the best back runners right around the country. Firstly, I'll welcome in Mark Hunter. Good morning, Mark. Morning, Warren. Now you've been working very hard behind the scenes with Hamish McLaughlin and, and many others to, to help our great mate Dean Lester and the, the response has been, I know, overwhelming to Dean and it's just been terrific to see the, the community, the racing community and, and people in general get behind Dino in his time of need during the week, Mark. Yeah, it's been great, Warren. Look, it hasn't really been surprising. I, I guess Dean's probably overwhelmed with it, but I don't know that Dean's aware of the the support that he's got out there. You know, you go and fill in on that show 7am Friday and it, it's a tough gig because you know half the world's sitting there hanging on every word Dean says, and, and they've done that for a long, long time. So it's good to see them repay some of that. Well, your tipping's been great. You might just have to brush up on your on your birthday knowledge. Yeah, I had a think about that later, and it was a disappointing answer. I, I thought back to high school how old I was when I listened to Kiss, and I had a good chat to myself on the way home, but that was a really disappointing answer, so I'll be striving to do better next time. How are you seeing this meeting at the Valley? I like it. I th- we've got to shoot straight. There's not much value, uh, but... I think uh, if PJ Moody has a good day, that most punters will go home happy. Harry White, part of the Melbourne Form panel this morning. Good morning to you, Harry. Good morning, Warren. Plenty of work for you. You'll also be rejoining me to look at the Camperdown Cup meeting today. But how do you feel about the meeting at the Valley first up? Yeah, look, it's a uh, it's a nice looking meeting. Uh, I agree with Mark's sentiments that there's probably not a heap of meat on the bone. We might need to roll a few things together. Um, I think I've managed to find one or two at a bit of value, but overall, it's a card that I'm actually keen to have a play in today. Morning to Jamie Rogers from the tap. Good morning, Warren. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Off-season meeting, benchmark racing here, and we're, we're getting close to heading into some feature races, but overall, what, what's the level of interest in this meeting at this stage? Yeah, we have taken quite a bit of interest at this stage, Warren, although I must say the best-backed runners are coming from the other racetracks around the country. So I'll give the listeners those now, and then we'll do an update at the end of the show as well. So at this stage, the best-backed runner is coming out of Randwick, and that's race five, number five, Passagiata, currently at $2.20, and she's the best-backed runner around the entire country at this stage, and she was last time she raced as well. And also coming out at Randwick, race one, number one, Coincide, currently at $3.40, is also been really well backed and then another backed runner Warren is at Doombin race two number two Zarina Sophia currently at a dollar eighty and out of the valley the best backed runners are actually holding the exact same amount of money at this stage and that's race four number six shuffle dancer at a dollar seventy and then race six number two ice picnic at two dollar seventy we kick off the meeting at the valley with a race for the two-year-olds over 1200 meters Take out numbers three and five. Can the market give us a lead in the first, Jamie? It can, Warren, because we've got two horses that are holding pretty much the exact same amount of money, and they're the only horses that have had any interest at this stage. And one of those is the one in Amur, currently at $4.60. The two, La Zebra, is at $14. The four, some people call me, is at $2.90. But this other runner that's seeing support is the six, International, at $2.30, and is the favourite at that price. But when I look at the holds, it's exactly the same as what Amur is holding. And then the seven, Meg's Magic, is at $9. 
all but a mule who's been to the valley and won after scratching his mark have here on on debut. So suffice to say, in the small field, there's plenty to learn. Just a, a bit of an indication: has anything in particular impressed you out of the jump outs or trials? Well, some people call me has Warren for the Steve Miller fans. There, um, I think it looks strong. I like the way it trialed. It's not a natural jump and run. A weak little two-year-old. And from gate one, I would imagine it gets crossed, probably by Meg, Meg's Magic, who's got speed, maybe by International, who went forward its last jump out. So Ethan Brown, despite the small field, will just need a few things to go right here from the 400. But I reckon some people call me he's going to be very strong, and I thought it could make a wing debut to beat number one, Amur, who a bit slow out, got into a good spot, a bit of pressure up front suited it, and then was too strong. Race experience just counts for so much. It'll run well again. Six International... A trial wells in slow time, which is always a query for me, and take your pick the other two. Maybe number seven, Meg's Magic with Speed, can hang on for fourth. But I thought with a bit of luck, four could win here. Four, one, six and seven. How are you assessing the field in the first, Harry? I agree with you, Warren, that there is plenty to learn. Um, I was leaning the way of international. Concede that 225 is tight enough uh, for a debutant in essentially what is a field of Unknowns, Leaden won her most recent jump out. I uh, thought looked good doing so, but as Mark touched on, the time was nothing flash. But James Cummings, he strikes at around 22% at the Valley. Jamie Carr, 17%. It's a fruitful combination. That's the way I was leaning, uh, but it might be a, a watch job for me. I thought the other Godolphin runner, Amur, was the danger. Not only is the only runner that has race day experience, but uh, his debut win was at track and trip. Had a tick over jump out between runs, which I think is always good. Some people call me quarter of a million dollar magic millions yearling. Uh, has jumped out well. Was asked for a bit of an effort, but I like the way he found the line. Um, La Zebra, well, you won't miss him in the run. Nice grey looking horse. And Meg's magic, I mean, it's a field of five. Everyone deserves a mention. Was uh, Won her heat under riding. But the way I've gone is six, one, four. And out of the other two, we'll go seven. I think, the, the, as the boys have said, plenty to learn here. Harry White with numbers 6, 1, 4 and 7. Mark Hunter with 4, 1, 6 and 7. I, I think there's three winning hopes. And I liked what I've seen from International. She looked very natural and, and sharp in the jump outs, albeit, as Mark noted, it wasn't slick time for the morning, but she looked to do it very easily. So leaning six ahead of the stable, mate. One, Amur, who's had the race day experience. He was a bit culty in the yard, but he was able to pull out a good effort to win at the Valley on debut. That race experience around the Valley's a positive. He's been back to the jump outs since... Some people call me, looks to have trialled up really nicely. I'm sure in time he'll get out over further, but 1,200 metres, a suitable kick-off point for him. He might be run off his legs a bit over 1,000 or 1,100, and if he can hold a spot from that inside draw, I agree with Mark, he'll be very strong late. Meg's Magic's jumped out okay for the Stoke Stable. Six, one, four, and seven for me in the first. Race two's a benchmark, 78 over 1,000 metres. Take out numbers four and eight. How does the market look here, Jamie? So, Warren, we do have a popular favourite here, and that is Unflinching, who is holding more than double anything else in the race at this stage. But the one Lady Solly currently at $9.50 is the second best-backed runner in this race. So the two is that favourite Unflinching, currently at $1.80. The three Way to the Stars at $4.20 has also seen some support, holding similar amounts to what Lady Solly is, but as I said, it's more than double less than what the favourite is. The five Young Liam is at $21, and the seven Josie Lynn is had a bit of support at nine dollars a few fast horses here over the thousand meters perhaps as you'd expect harry how do you think they might settle here 
Yeah, look, it'll be uh, an interesting play because especially around the Valley, we know that there's um, plenty of horses that like to go forward. I think that young Liam probably takes it up, but I'm also uh, conscious that weight of the stars for Matthew Smith, who heads south here, really likes to lead and dictate and might be in a bit of trouble if it doesn't do so. So there could be a bit of battle for the speed. I know Unflinching likes to go forward, but I think that that horse might actually take a sit uh, off the other two. But um, I'm just hoping that... Uh, well, I suppose for the sake of unflinching and the punters that have dived in at the short odds that Young Liam and Weight of the Stars sort of cancel each other out up front and that sets up nicely for unflinching. How did you end up settling on the race? I am with unflinching. Look, was only run down late last start. I think looks ready to peak third up. What I do like from the Freeman stable is that they've got Amy McLucas down from New South Wales. I think it's a smart play uh, to put her on with her three kilo claim, get his weight near the minimum um, I just think he's ready to win, and I think he's found the right race. And um, as I said, from a mapping point of view, will be forward, uh, but doesn't have to lead. Lady Solly at $10, uh, that's a backable price. Resumes without a public trial or jump out that I could find, but always fires first up. Absolutely loves racing at the Valley. Way to the stars, as I touched on, down from Sydney. Last start, Doombin win. Gives the impression he could measure up. Uh, but as I touched on, I just know that he really needs the front. He's a jump and run, and I'm not sure he's going to get an easy time of things up the front. And then Josie Lynn, back to win a weaker race at Cranbourne. Did so, strung together a couple last preps. So who's to say she can't do it again? But I really do think unflinching is the clear horse to beat in this field but it might be a race where you have to play some exotics or exactors of the like i've gone two one three seven how are you seeing this race mark unflinching's my pick warren but i think the start and the early uh, the way the race sets up is pretty crucial drawn two as harry said young liam lady solly uh way to the stars around it so it wouldn't want to aiming group this first go at Moody valley things wouldn't want to go wrong early on i think if unflinching can get forward and be trouble-free for the first 400 metres, it will probably win the race. So I think the danger is Bifrost. Uh, Bifrost was exposed at Sandown two ago, had no cover there, which is not the way to ride. I went to Stony Creek, was given a great ride, and picked them up and won really well. I think Bifrost will settle last. He'll be hoping for a war up front. He'll be very strong. He'll run well, Bifrost. But third pick, number three, weight of the stars, who will try and go forward, but drawn wide with speed inside makes it tough. And seven, Josie Lynn might pick off the tiring leaders and get into the minor money. I think two, the one to beat if the race works out okay. Six, the danger. Two, six, three, and seven. Unflinching on top for both Mark Hunter and Harry White. Mark's numbers two, six, three, and seven. Harry White with two, one, three, and seven. I'm also with unflinching, but yeah, the tactics early will be, be interesting here, particularly with Amy McLusis taking the, the three kilos off here, unflinching. Two for me, at a seven, Josie Lynn. I think she can just mind her business. The real speed up front just might allow her to, to be working home late and, and at least earn a, a decent check for connections. Three way to the stars will be part of the speed, but he battled on well right the speed Brisbane last start the speed inside him's a, a challenge but Blake Shin will no doubt have that in his mind when the barriers open and look, number one Lady Solly as Harry mentioned no trial or jump out but she won here first up off a similar break with no trial or jump out last preparation so Adam Chambers has obviously got a good template about how to prepare her at home to have her ready to go first up two seven three and one for me in race two Race three is a benchmark 70 for the Phillies and Mares over 1,000 metres. Only scratchings number eight, Glen Ferry Girl. Jamie, how's the market shaping up here? 
So Warren, we'll start with the one okay to pay and she's currently at $8 and is one of the better backed runners in this race. The two Gillette is at 11 and has seen some support at odds. The three Bella Sorolina is the best backed runner at this stage at $4.80. The four Who Shot Susie is at $12. So the favourite is the five in Cotel at $3 and has seen some support, but is not, definitely not as much as what we've taken on okay to pay and Bella Sorolina. Tillotson is at $9. The seven Jezelay at $8 has also been a popular runner and so is Berry Bubbly at $8.50. So it's going all over the place here, Warren, but definitely the best backed in this race is the one and three. Another race where I think there's reasonable speed, okay to pay. You'd think it'd roll forward from that draw. Who shot Susie will hold a spot from the inside. Bella Sorolina doesn't have to be too far away. So I think it'll set up a, a reasonable speed. Gillette will be somewhere there on the speed. Tillotson doesn't have to be far away. So I think there's a number of horses that are going to forward position as, as their default should set up a reasonable speed. I'm with number five, Cotel, who from a wider draw was ridden conservatively, talking to Peter Moody earlier this morning, likely to, to tuck in behind the speed from that draw here. And I think that'll suit her. Her run two starts ago at, at Flemington was terrific. And that was uh, behind for real life where she was on the speed there and she had excuses behind the stable mate she dances last start so i think she's got a great chance in a relatively even race okay to pay was part of the race that unflinching came through last start had a bit of a gap between runs there but that set up a track record pace and she was closing off well there that's got to be a good form reference for this bella sorolina's worked in a really good form this preparation and I think she maps to get a good run somewhere near the speed, not necessarily leading, and who shot Susie might be able to give a sight riding the speed. thought it was a fairly even race. I went with numbers 5, 1, 3 and 4. How would you line them up here, Mark? I'm going to tip OK to pay, Warren. I think I don't reckon any other horse in this race could do what it did last time, sitting wide in that fast-run race and hanging on for third. Now, it draws with probably three-speed horses under it, but I would imagine Sheridan Clark will hammer forward, and if OK to pay can just get across... No worse than one off the fence up the front. Gee, I think it'll run well here to beat number five, Cotel, who was racing well, went back last time. That was the end of its chances from a better draw here with good speed. Settling closer can improve. Tenbury Bubbly, if they go berserk up front, it's the one going to be running on at the end of the 1,000. And fourth, who shot Susie, who will spear out from one, probably lead, if not uh, be right there and give you a slight like it did last time. I think we just need some luck early here with number one. I'll go one, five, ten, and four. How are you playing this race, Harry? Very similarly to uh, Mark was. I'm with OK to pay as well. I just thought was ready to peak third up, back in grade, offsetting top weight with Sheridan Clark aboard claiming three kilos. Um, as Mark touched on, there's a little bit of pressure up front, so might just need a bit of luck early, but I expect she's likely to go forward. Uh, and I just think with even luck, she'd get her chance. And from a pricing point of view, um, I think that she really... Really appeals. Cotel, uh, you've both mentioned, settled further back last start. Didn't have the race run to suit, so it was game over. The form has been franked from her race prior to that, with the runner-up subsequently winning. Um, we talk about mares in form all the time. Bella Sorolina is making her way nicely through the grades, deservingly gets her chance here to make it three on the bounce this preparation. Uh, I'd expect who shot Susie to push forward as well, uh, especially from gate one, and, and get her chance. And I thought Jezelinko deserved to mention uh, hard fit now fourth up uh, at a backable price but I agree with Marco if okay to pay gets across without working too hard uh, two runs this time in have been really good has one third up before gets the uh, the claim with Sheridan on um, and you're getting north of $7.50 that's uh, that's a bet for me one five three four 
Harry Watts, numbers in race three, one, five, three and four. Mark Hunter with one, five, ten and four. My numbers are five, one, three and four. The third, you're with the Melbourne form panel. Mark Hunter, Harry White, Jamie Rogers from the tab working through the meeting at the Valley today. We'll be back at the Valley for the Group 2 Australia Stakes next Saturday. And after nine o'clock, Ray Hickson will guide us through a preview for the meeting at Randwick. And Lincoln Moore will join us to give some gawler tips with the Queensland Summer Carnival coming to a close. We'll get some South Australian form. Lincoln Moore there with the gawler tips. Then Harry White will be back to take us through that Camperdown meeting before we switch codes to, to Harness and Greyhound. So plenty to get through in the next couple of hours. Right now, time for breaks. 20 after 8.